it. Shit. Couch Guy Sports Podcast, episode number 200. Insane. From what we started, we started out the show. We started out this show because me, Jared, and well, me and Jared were at ESPN New Hampshire, and then they just they they rebranded the whole station, so we were out. We didn't, we weren't doing any more shows. On our Sunday, me and Jared would do the Sunday morning show. That was out the window. Me and Jared wanted to continue doing shows together. And we were like, let's just start a podcast. So we started it. We started originally the Loose Change podcast with Ross. And then Ross just, Ross is our guy. We love Ross. Ross couldn't do the show anymore. So then we brought on Lauren. I think while Lauren was with us, we went from Loose Change podcast to the Couch Guy Sports podcast. And we did that. Because a loose because loose change somehow was uh, in connection to a nine eleven conspiracy theory podcast, <laughs> so we were like, we're not going to do that anymore. So we changed the name of Couch Guy Sports Podcast. Started bringing on Al as I would say, like a, a semi regular coming in, a fill in, fill in. I think is an appropriate term. And now Al's just a main focus point of this show. Al is a main character of this show. And here's the thing. Tonight it's just me and Al for episode 200. No Jared. Thanks Jared. <laughs> no, no Jared. I don't even really know the reason why, but he just, he couldn't do the show tonight. So no worries. No worries. Just me and Al. And honestly for episode number 200, there's really not too much news going on in the world. <laughs> hey, awesome sports. hey Quags, you remember when you said we were going to do something special for that? How well does that look now? Oh my God. <laughs> Remember, I, I knew it. You two, you and Jared were like, oh, don't worry about it. We're going to do something big. It's going to be great. And I'm sitting there like, okay, you're not going to do anything, are you? It was like yesterday I was like, oh, shit, this is episode 200. Yeah. And at that point, we, we probably could have gotten somebody up, but it's just, it's just a, nice, a nice time with me and Hal. The Nick and Al show. I like The it. Nick and Al show. And uh, – we got NBA trade trade deadline stuff coming up this week. And this is something that I am very excited to talk about because Celtics fans, babes, I love you, but Jesus, you're giving me the same, the same complaint that I've had. Shout out my stress ball for the viewers. (laughs) The same problem that I have had for years now with Celtics fans around and surrounding trades, the topic of trades. Because, man, you guys want everything. You want every, you wanted Jimmy Butler. You wanted whoever. Just, you wanted Anthony Davis, right? Every single year we do this. Every offseason we do this. But then when it comes down to actually trading somebody to get those superstar players, you're like, no, we can't do that. No, we can't trade. We can't trade X to get this superstar player. No, we can't do that. He's our favorite. How about you take the bench guy? How about you take the end of our bench plus a second-round pick and then give me Anthony Davis? Romeo Langford, Carson Edwards, and three first-rounders. Deal? That's, Deal. That, is what, Deal. that is what Twitter Celtics GMs want. That's all they <laughs> – they just take the bench guys 
And then a mid-draft pick, mid-round draft pick, and they're like, this should be plenty to get these guys. Hey, hey, save some for the rest of the show. We, we, we got a long conversation to have about that. Let's not spoil anything yet. Okay, we can get into that. But first, for episode number 200, our friends, our guys, our girls. Guys, we have been with these guys now. I don't, it's been a year, I think. Something like that. Our friends over at Manscaped. Guys, did you fill out your bracket? And is it being busted by Oral Roberts? Which, speaking of which, the, <laughs> the tweet that made me laugh out loud this week was Oral Roberts, please call me Blow Bob. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. <laughs> it's probably not that funny, but I thought that was so funny. <laughs> there's somebody in the comments. There's a 26 year old coming out of you. <laughs> Good job. And then somebody commented, Oral Roberts was my father. <laughs> that whole exchange was so just, funny. Just, just do the ad read. So, anyway, did you guys fill out your brackets? They're probably completely busted. I know a lot of people were banking on Illinois. Our sponsors, Manscaped, they're the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Want to remind you to do so. To fill out your brackets that you've probably already filled out. Their precision-engineered tools for your family jewels will help you turn that Kentucky Wildcat in your pants into a South Carolina Gamecock. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. We have an exclusive offer for my college basketball fans. 20% off with free shipping with the code COUCHGUY20. Talked about this a million times, Al. Al, you still here? Because your camera's just off. Hello. I'm here. I'm here. I, 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 just, I, had, to, I had to recover from the, from the joke and make sure that I could collect myself for a second. <laughs> just, I, just wanted to, I just wanted to make sure that I wasn't alone here. We've talked about this a million times, man. I've clipped my nutsack when I was younger. I thought you had to use scissors when you were doing your manscaping. Boy, was I wrong because I made a big-time mistake. So much of a mistake. I don't even think I've told this part yet. I told my buddy, hey, this is how you do it. You use, you use these scissors. He ran into the same problem. He was hey. like, you motherfucker. Go to, listen, you don't want to be using scissors. You want to be using the Lawnmower 3.0. Guys, Manscaped has created the best ball hair trimmer ever, the Lawnmower 3.0. Their trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. In addition, this trimmer comes with an LED light for a more precise shave and is waterproof to make sure to make your shower. Shave clean and easy. That line trips me up every time. The Lawnmower 3.0 comes inside their brand new Perfect Package 3.0, which is the MVP of men's grooming kits. The Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0 also includes the crop preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant, and moisturizer. Guys, speaking of sweaty and stinky balls, I'm going golfing this week. You better believe I'm going to be wearing these deodorants down there to keep things nice and nice and fresh, not sticky. I am thankful for their Crop Reviver. This product, along with the Crop Reserver, is the ultimate defense for sweating, smelling, and sticking. Manscaped threw in two free gifts into their perfect package. A pair of high-performance Manscaped boxer briefs that will keep your junk feeling fresh all day and a travel shed bag to store all of your grooming goodies. Manscaped has also partnered with the GOAT, Alex Caruso, and the Testicular Cancer Society to bring awareness to testicular cancer, men's health, and early cancer detection. Manscaped is committed to raising awareness for the most common form of cancer in men aged 15 to 35 and giving support for fighters, survivors, and families impacted by testicular cancer as part of their We Save Balls initiative. Guys, get 20% off with free shipping with the code COUCHGUY20 at manscaped.com. Join the Manscaped movement and start taking care of your balls today. 
Again, listen up. Take 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use promo code COUCHGUY20. Be the best ball handler this year with Manscaped. Oh, and by the way. Yes. Little cologne right here. I don't know if this was in the ad read, but this box. Let me tell you something. Isn't this beautiful? I didn't get any cologne. Well, you might want to talk to Manscaped about that. Wait a minute. Look at this. Look at this. Look at that. Look at that craftsmanship. That looks amazing. I didn't get any cologne. I'll, I'll tell you right now, too. It smells excellent. So if you Their want to use, smell good. They do. Twenty percent off and free shipping with code Couchguy20, and you could be smelling great for that person. I'm rattled. You might be going on on a date with. I'm rattled. I didn't get one. Is that why? Is that why your camera's off? Did you go get it? Well, part of it was that I was laughing, and yes, the other part was I did get uh, the cologne because I had to show it off because Manscaped, great products. I'm bummed. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna call out our guy that we've been that we've been working with for the past year. But hey, man. But but, but you're calling him out. It's okay. Come on. I'm not gonna <laughs> throw any names out there. But come on. <laughs> <laughs> Couchguy20 Manscaped.com. All right. So this is basically going to be like a big-time NBA trade deadline show, or at least Celtics-wise. So some news <laughs> on the Orlando Magic Boston Celtics front. Uh, it's, it's not necessarily Vucevic, can't believe I got that first shot, who's, the, I, guess, I guess, favorited to land with the Celtics right now. Aaron Gordon has decided that he wanted to be traded from Orlando, he's requested a trade, and the Celtics are now considered front runners in the Gordon sweepstakes. Now, guys, this is where this is where things come in. Aaron Gordon, great player, right? Phenomenal. You would love him on the Boston Celtics, especially with Rob Williams developing into what he is. He's developing into a legit big man. You might have a legit center there for you who can start for you. You're bringing Aaron Gordon to play next to him. My God. What a starting five. Think about that starting five right there, Al. Emba, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Aaron Gordon, Robert Williams. Sign me up. That's sign a starting me. five that fucks. Si- sign me up, Quags. Now, now here's a little tidbit, and I'm sure we're going to get into this name, but this is something I saw earlier on Twitter. Adam Kaufman. You follow Adam Kaufman? Do you know who he is? Of course. He's been on the show. Adam Kaufman. Didn't know you were on the show. Sorry, Adam. But he put, <laughs> he put out a poll earlier today. And he said, at this point, because he wanted to see something, who would you rather trade right now? Marcus Smart or Robert Williams? Do you want to guess the percentages there, Quags, on uh, Smart and Williams? If it's not overwhelmingly Marcus Smart, I'm going to puke. It's not overwhelming, but it was about 60-40 Marcus Smart. And that is good. Hear me out. I love Marcus Smart. And by my tweets lately, by my tweets lately, you might not think that. But – when you, when you search through, especially our friends over at Small State Big Takes, I don't know which one tweeted this because they're all over the map. I always forget who's who. I think Ollie's the golf emoji. Yeah, Ollie, Ollie is the golf I know he loves emoji. golf, but everybody else, like, I forget what their I'll, logo I'll, is. I'll, I'll tell you right now, if it's a Celtics tweet, 99% it's going to be Mike Gilligan. 99%. Okay. Uh, da- da- damn it, dude. The stress ball just blew up on me. Um, <laughs> Live content, folks. Look at this. <laughs> my, my girlfriend's going to be pissed. That was hers. Oops. Sorry, Amanda. Uh, yeah, no. So, so listen. Again, I love Marcus Smart. I do. But 
how many winning plays can you have? Because that's all you hear. You hear about the winning plays. You hear about the grit. You hear about the offensive charge that he takes every once in a while. But then they lose. <laughs> they lose the basketball game. We're like, don't worry, though. Marcus Smart took a charge under the basket. Yeah. Sick. That's what we love to see. Right, right. So, actually, <laughs> some guy I used to work with, I been, I meant to text him today and tell him that we're probably – that I'm going to use this tweet today. But I got to pull it up right now. So, but shout out, shout out to Brett Murphy. Okay. Murphy, Brett Murphy, this, this guy is – by far one probably the biggest Celtics fan that I know about that I'm friends with. This guy lives and breathes Celtics. He will talk all the shit he wants. And he came out. Oh my God. Did I not favor it? You animal. Oh boy. Quags is losing it folks. He's losing it live on air. Listen, very tired today. I know it. Tuesdays are my long day, too. I understand completely. And, dude, and you know what? And, oh, my God, here's the thing. This animal doesn't just use his name on Twitter. So this is going to be very difficult to find. But, anyway, while I search for this, here's the thing. I understand he's great defensively. He's a great locker room guy. We love Marcus Smart. In Boston, what's the one thing you love? You love grit. You love Mm -hmm. fight. And that's the definition of Marcus Smart. He, Marcus Smart is the definition of a Boston beloved athlete. We love him. We do. But if you're gonna, and this is something that people have to remember, okay? In order to get a good player yeah. that is gonna actually make a change, you gotta trade somebody that's gonna hurt. Yes, you do. And the thing is, you think about the money situation for a second too. Let's think about this. This year, Marcus Smart is owed right around $13 million. Next year, $14 million. Aaron Gordon this year is owed $18 million, and next year, $16 million. Wouldn't you rather take an opportunity on a guy that's getting paid 3 to $4 million more that fills a need that you actually could use? Because how many guards do the Celtics have on this team? Marcus Smart, love him. You love him. I love him. A lot of people love him. But at this point, would it be worth it to get Aaron Gordon in the fold to try to make a winning move that you've been needing to make? No, because yes. you don't know. Because you don't, you don't want to win basketball games. No, I'm with get, you not, don't want to win basketball a, games. Not with a 20 and 21 record right now. I guess right. not. And, and so that's the thing. Like we're, we're looking at the way this team is built right now, right? And we're watching this team lose night in and night out. You don't want to trade Jalen Brown, which 100% you shouldn't trade Jalen Brown. I love him. He's my favorite player on this team. Jason Tatum is a superstar in this league. Rob Williams is developing into a legit big man. Kemba Walker's Kemba Walker. I think he's going to come along. I think he's going to get better again. He had a pretty bad injury. You throw Aaron Gordon into that lineup, you're legit. You are legit. But to get, again, to get a player who is going to actually make a difference in your lineup, you're going to have to trade somebody that you don't want to trade. Remember... And it didn't work out the way that we hoped. But nobody wanted to trade Isaiah Thomas. No. Nobody wanted to trade it. But then it was Kyrie Irving. And at the time, Kyrie Irving, you know, we were pumped. You, you make that trade, and let's, let's face it, and be honest about this. If you could make that trade again, would you make that trade again? Oh, yes, yes. For the talent, yes. And, and we both know that. 
But the thing is, is that Boston, you know what it is too, Quags? It's the fact that, and I hate to bring it to another sport, but after Tom Brady left the Patriots, do you realize how many Boston athletes have left that were so beloved? So if another one leaves, it's just like it your happens. heart can, it does. No, you're right. You, you know and my that, thoughts on Mookie Betts. And I love Mookie Betts too. I love them. But yeah, it was right. The me right, you, me but, and you were about the same thoughts on that trade. Yeah, it was the right thing to do. But going back to it now, back to Marcus Smart, he's been a Boston guy since he got drafted back in, I think it was 2015. Like, I get it. I understand that. But guess what? You have a chance to improve your basketball team, and you need to do it. Because guess what? Miami's looking to get Kyle Lowry. The Bucks have been making moves all year. The Nets are looking like a legitimate title threat. The 76ers, they're probably going <laughs> to That's an add. understatement about the Nets. <laughs> yes, it is a big understatement. But the point I'm trying to make is, is that all these teams are doing what you should have been doing the whole time. Make moves to get yourself better. Period. Yes. Yes. And if you don't, you're just going to if – if, if the Celtics don't make a move to make their team better and get a superstar like Aaron Gordon, I think it's fair to call Aaron Gordon a superstar. If you don't make those moves – we're just going to continue watching what we've been watching. A team that makes it to it squeaks into the Eastern Conference Finals and then loses. Or if they do make it to the finals, they're going to get smoked. The way the, te- the way the team is constructed right now, they don't stand a chance. They don't stand a chance in hell. Now, I found the Twitter account. And he actually, this is a, this is a different tweet, but it's along the same lines. And again, this guy loves the Celtics. He has been all about the Celtics for as long as I've known him. He knows more about the Celtics than anybody I know. He writes out a story. It's also very funny. The year is 2028. Marcus Smart leads a spirited speech for his team during halftime. Smart with a beautiful steal late in the fourth. Boston is behind this man. He takes a three. He takes a three-on-one pull-up. Off the side of the rim and out of bounds. Refs to the monitor. Celtics down 14. (laughs) That's pretty good. But the one, the one, I, I did favorite. How come it didn't pop my favorites? So this is the one that I actually wanted to read. The year is 2026. Marcus Smart leads the Celtics with 10 points, three assists, four turnovers, and is shooting 15% from three. Smart dives on the floor for a loose ball. Celtics ball. The Garden is going nuts. Milwaukee 133, Boston 97. <laughs> Because that's what we want, right? That's all, that's like that is a very like that's that's it's funny, but oh, that's man. a real picture. <laughs> that's like that's what we've been dealing with. I know, I know. Now here's the thing. Now let me let me ask you this: Do you think that this is finally the year that the Celtics make a move at the deadline? For I think first it, time I think it has to be. But but is it the year they actually do it? I do think so because I think Danny felt the heat about what was it a month ago when he was just getting dragged. Yep. I think Danny felt the, felt the heat. So let me ask and you. And the fact – I'm sorry. The, no, fact no, that, the fact that you also have two first the, – the fact so the, the rumor is here, the report, is that the Rockets offered two first-round picks and the Celtics matched that. So the fact that you're matching two first-round picks means that Danny is serious. Yeah. And this report here that I'm reading – Celtics trade rumors, Boston favored to land Aaron Gordon with Marcus Smart potentially headed to Orlando. Two first-round picks and Marcus Smart. If that's all it takes you to get you Aaron Gordon, you do do it. it. You fucking do it. And not only that, right, 
there's another move that I want to talk about really quick. There's another player I want to talk about in the Celtics, Tristan Thompson. That's a name that's come out there. So reports had it today. I think it was Kevin O'Connor of the ringer said that Tristan Thompson is not getting along with the other Celtics in the locker room. No specific reasons, but you could kind of speculate a little bit, right? He had a little bit of a reputation coming in. He's a veteran guy, kind of hard-nosed. Doesn't really fit in with this Celtics dynamic. So I have, I have myself a little trade theory. I want to see what you would think about this. Call up Oklahoma City. Oh, God. I know, I know exactly where this is going. <laughs> hey, listen, it's not a bad idea when you think about it. It's not a bad idea when you think about it. I, I, don't, I don't think it is either. Bring back old friend Al Horford. Get Horford back from Oklahoma City, send Thompson over. Maybe you throw in an, a, another pick, maybe like a second round pick and make that deal happen. Then not only do you bring in Aaron Gordon, but you bring in a guy off your bench in Al Horford. Or if you want to start him and start, I'm just saying if you hypothetically had this, you had Aaron Gordon and Al Horford, and then you had Daniel Tice and Robert Williams off your bench. Doesn't that deepen your team that much more? Yes, it does. And I, I, I love that trade. I would love to see Al Horford back. I would love to. And, and you know what? Al Horford's sister would too, because she loved being a part of the Boston Celtics. She did. She still talks about being a part of the Celtics. She think, loved it. I think she still does a show with like, I don't know if it's CLNS. I, I don't think CLNS, but it's. She was, she was with CLNS for a while. And she still does her show. So, I mean, you know, the point that I'm trying to make is, is that Al Horford's a guy that he had a career resurgence in Oklahoma City. He didn't work out in Philly last year, and we saw that. But the thing is, you bring Al Horford back into this fold. You bring back a leader. You bring back a veteran presence. You bring back a rebounder. And honestly, I'd let, let me ask you this. Who would you rather have shoot a three-pointer, Al Horford or Daniel Tice? Al Horford was a three-point machine. Yes, so Al Horford. So you answered my question, and that is the correct answer. So if that's the case, why not just give it a shot? Get, get Tristan Thompson out of here. I think he was on a two-year deal anyway. The second year was like an option year. So just get him out of here. He's not going to work out. Get him out of here. So here's here. this is a tweet here, uh, and, and this isn't the original tweet from – Oh, you know what it was? It was a podcast. So here's, here is a clip of the podcast. Adam Kaufman actually tweeted this out. This is the podcast from Kevin O'Connor where he talks about Tristan Thompson's situation in Boston. Uh, and I'm going to make up a word. Outness on Tristan Thompson is unbelievable. Uh, like, they got to get rid They've got to get rid of him. What do you mean by that? Like, what, they, what, what made you feel that? I feel like that has been a disaster. He is resented. Is something you heard? He's and, resented. Yeah, well, look, you, you know he's in the safety protocols again? Yeah. Yeah, well, like, nothing gets reported on this. From what I was told, he won't stop going out. I see. So he just goes out, and then they, you know, of course, he's breaking the protocols. And so, like, because he's not, like, testing positive for this stuff, right? You're not getting the contact trace. So Tristan Thompson is not loved in the, in the Boston Celtics locker room. Which, you know, if he goes – Fine, because he really hasn't been that fun to watch anyway. No. He really hasn't. And that just means more time for Rob Williams right now. And you're right. Hey, if, if you can get Al Horford back, I love Al, man. I would love to see Al back here. Do you know how beautiful it would be to win a championship with Al Horford? It was meant to be.
Mm-hmm. To me, Al Horford winning a championship in Boston is better than Gordon Hayward winning a championship in Boston because Al Horford fully bought in. Yes, he did. He loved he, it here. He he really did. He just he chose the money in Philly. Who can blame him? It was probably going to be his last contract in the NBA anyway. His last big one anyway. And I wouldn't be shocked if it was one of those situations where once he got here, his game stepped up. Because he's, he's having a pretty good year in OKC. Am I wrong? I think so. I can double check that. But the thing is, right, it, it cannot have been worse than Philly because Philly was a bad fit for him. They want him to play in a different system. They didn't want him. I don't even think they want him to play center. I think they want him to be a power forward. I think, I think he was a forward. Well, yeah, because Embiid was center. Yeah, which makes sense. I mean, when you have one of the big game's best big men. Oh, yeah, Al Horford this year in 27 games, 14 points and seven rebounds a game. Right. I like, like having Al Horford back in Boston, especially once the fans get back, the fans are getting back soon. Very soon. Like in days, are they? <laughs> I, think, I, I think it's early April. I, I, thought, I felt like it was around now. It, but it maybe, could... maybe it is early April. But whatever the case is, Al Horford, the fans would love to have him back. And if you add Al Horford and Aaron Gordon to this team, I feel totally different. But the way the team's constructed right now, absolutely not. You're, you're, you're not getting past the first round with this team. There's no, no way. You can't beat anybody. They lost to the Grizzlies last night. You're, you're looking at, in, in the first round, Quags, first round, you're looking at either Brooklyn or you're looking at Milwaukee. You're going to get stopped. You're going to get <laughs> you're going to get your stuff pumped by both of those teams. Philly, you feel like okay, they've had Philly's number. They just they match up well with Philly, like whatever. But if you have to play Brooklyn or Milwaukee, oh boy, good luck. You you better get that 5 seed at least. Get the 4 of the 5 to avoid that in the first round. Then if you get Philly in the second round, then then uh, maybe. But that's if you if you add if you add Gordon and Horford both like I love that Tristan Thompson theory that you've got I love that theory trading I, him for Al Horford that would be beautiful it could work it could it could and again he would love being back here I know but those are those are the moves that you have to see made it sounds like Tristan Thompson's on his way out the door and it sounds like Marcus Smart is too I really think that this is gonna happen. I, I think too. two first round picks and Marcus Smart gets you Aaron Gordon back in return. And I think I, I do think I, I know I was, I was giving Celtics fans a lot of shit earlier, but I think I think a lot of them have decided to change their mind. I think so too. I, I, I'm with you there. Yeah, you, you have to you have to change your mind here, or you just or you just want to see the team continue to be what they've been. You, you, you got a shout out, by the way, on a uh, fellow Couch Guy Sports podcast, uh, Bernie and Chris, by our own Matt Burnett. He thought your idea of trading someone to get someone was what people needed to hear. So congratulations. I'm giving you an ego uh, boost. You're welcome. Hell yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. All right. The, that, was, that was our NBA trade deadline talk. Now, we're going to roll over to the Red Sox for a few minutes, and then we're going to wrap up the show a little early since it's just us. And honestly, news isn't that hot. Uh, Red Sox season starts next week. Ooh. And this team, I think, is going to surprise some people. I don't think they're going to be great, but I think, I think people – Yeah, I talked to a lot, of, a lot of fans who 
are just they're, they're all still bitter about Mookie Betts. They remember what happened last year. Get it, over it. Get over Mookie Betts. First of all, he's gone. Sorry, it happens. It, we're just that nobody acknowledges how good the pieces are they got back. I know. Like you, you really did get Dustin Pedroia's potential replacement in Jeter Downs, and you got Alex Verdugo, who's a damn good player who costs under a million dollars right now for the next couple of years. Mm-hmm. And you got Connor Wong, so your potential future catcher. But people got to remember the a. I was surprised that Tanner Huck didn't make the team. Yeah, I thought he was going to anchor the rotation at number five. But then you look at the rest of the rotation. You got Rodriguez, Evaldi, uh, Pavetta, Richards, and Perez, and Perez, which isn't great to be honest. It's probably the weakest point of the team. I think the bullpen's actually okay, but the starting rotation is ass. I think when you look at it like that. But here's the thing: it's a classic Heimblum move to put together a starting rotation, or it's classic, I'd say, Tampa Bay move to put together a starting rotation and have it be filled with guys that have potential. And if they all click at the same time, people got to remember Garrett Richards when he first came up, I think it was like, what, 2014 maybe? He was, like he was supposed to be really good. And then injuries got him. Uh, so he's got, he's got a, a, a classic lane baseball term. He's got the stuff. So Garrett Richards could surprise people. Pavetta, I think, could also surprise people. Martin Perez is what Martin Perez is. He's really good sometimes. Other times, he's okay. Mm-hmm. Erod, I'm very high on all the time. Avaldi is somebody else. A lot of uh, people are very – people are much higher on Nathan Avaldi than I am. I think Avaldi is kind of like Perez. When he's on, he's on. When he's off, he's, he's off. very that's, hittable. That's a fair assessment. That's very right. Fair. But then once you get Chris Sale back, yep. you bump one of those guys into the bullpen potentially. Probably, and P- probably Pavetta would be my guess. Probably Pavetta in – I wouldn't be shocked to see Tanner Huck knock somebody out of the rotation at some point this season because Tanner Huck last year looked fucking awesome. Not only that, he's added MPH on his fastball. Right. He's up to 98, I think, now. Tanner, Tanner Huck is going to be, I, I, I think, if, if not your ace, your number two in the staff of the future. No, no. Your future ace is at Vanderbilt right now, and his name is Jack Leiter. Do you think he's going to drop to four? He could listen, Kumar Rocker's probably gonna go one. And then you just gotta hope that somehow, some way actually <laughs> You gotta do you gotta hope he's been lighting it up. I'm, I know he threw a no hitter the other day. Did you see that? Yeah, he was electric. He didn't he strike <laughs> out what was it eighteen? Sixteen? Yeah, he had at least sixteen. He might have even had seventeen. So let's here, let's let's take a look at the MLB draft order. Because this could be really telling. And this is a good conversation that we could have. Because when you look at the actual draft. You have Pittsburgh going number one. We know Pittsburgh is going to try to get pitching, especially since you kind of lost Garrett Cole a while ago. And Rocker, been, Rocker is there. Rocker, they'll take Rocker. Rocker is going to go number one. By the way, the Rangers have number two pick. They might go with the shortstop out of Jesuit prep, Jordan Lawler, kid from Dallas. There's your number two pick. Number three. The Detroit Tigers, they could potentially go catcher. And there's a kid out of Miami named Adrian Del Castillo that a lot of people are high on. So if that – I'm just saying – I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I'm just saying if those three picks fall in line, 
and Jack Leiter's there at four. Oh man, you oh. take you better take him. And he's he's one of those kids who has so much talent. He's like it's not long before he's on the major league roster. He's there Correct. quick. Correct. He's there it, in like a year or two. There's also the kid Jaden Hill out of LSU too. That is another pitcher that maybe the Rangers would consider taking, maybe the Tigers would consider taking instead of Jack Leiter. I don't know. But, again, you know Rocker's going to be at least, probably number one to Pittsburgh. After that, you just got to get a little lucky. It's a crapshoot. It's, it's honestly like I would love that, but I would love that just like I would love the Patriots somehow to trade up and grab Justin Fields, which that rumor is hot right now. If, this, if the Patriots trade up, we haven't even talked about this. If the Patriots trade up to number three, Trevor, Trevor Lawrence, one. Zach yeah. Wilson, two. If they even decide to go number two. Listen, if the Patriots can trade up and get either Zach Wilson or Justin Fields. Yeah, I mean, let's, how about let's just segue to that because the Red Sox, they start next week. That's great. We'll have more Red Sox coverage as the season goes along. Right, I you know what? Let's finish off. It. Yeah, let's finish off. I like the, that. The, 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 let's finish off with this. Good, good transition, Quags. Yeah, right. Per, thank you. Justin Fields. If the Patriots can get their hands on Justin Fields, I am going to 100% be okay with Cam Newton being here. Justin Fields or Zach Wilson. Because I think Cam Newton will be a good mentor for one of these guys. And it makes sense. I do too. But here's something else too. The Jaguars, you know, are going to take Trevor Lawrence number one unless they're dumb. The Jets, and I've been hearing some speculation, little birdies, you know, tweeting around. The Jets could go offensive line help maybe. Maybe. If the Jets do that, they're so dumb. It's the Jets. I mean, they could realistically think Sam Darnold is our guy. They landed just, Corey Davis, right? They got Corey Davis, yep, as a receiver now. Three years for $26 million, I'm pretty sure, was the numbers. So you have a legitimate threat to throw to now. You built up – who was the, the, the lineman they had last year that was really good? That was out against the Patriots. Oh, I forget. You, you know who I'm talking about, though. I forget. Yeah, I forget his name. Was it, well, they drafted the kid a couple of years ago with the braces. Uh, I forget his name. I, I'm gonna, he's, I'm the gonna, one, he's the one who sneezed on TV and then said, bless you, and then thanked himself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, pretty, yeah. um, Makai Becton, that's his name. Oh, no, that's just not who I'm talking about, I don't think. But, <laughs> but he's – yeah, I mean, the, the Jets – I don't think the Jets' offensive line is really that bad. It's uh, not. It's not, but it can be better. That's the thing. And the kid from Oregon – get his name off the top of my head but i mean i'm just saying the jets could very well jet here quags they could if they manage to if the patriots somehow can trade all the way up to number three and get one of these guys it would i would be stack i i I, i'm i'm very high on justin fields i would like to see justin fields drafted by the patriots but to be honest with you i would like to see most of these guys drafted by the patriots i just want to have a sense of the future here and just because it's Bill Belichick, a part of me feels like it's not going to happen because he doesn't draft quarterbacks round one, which then again, when you say that, you're like, okay, well, he hasn't had to for the past 20 years. Which is fine, but you still were going to look for his replacement anyway. Right. Yeah, no, yeah, he, he should have. Well, maybe. I don't know. If there, This is a very good quarterback draft early. So if the Patriots can squeeze in and get Justin Fields, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm a victim of the edits. I'm a victim of the edits, man. I saw, I saw a Photoshop of Justin Fields in a Patriots uniform, and I got the tingles. I was good. in. I was good. in. 
I think I, I still am. We'll end it there. Yes, good idea. Couch Guest Sports Podcast, episode number 200. Nick Qualia, Al Nahigi, and Jared Scally will be back next week, potentially. And I guess we'll talk to you then, guys. Rate and subscribe on iTunes. Rate and subscribe on the YouTube channel. Or just subscribe on the YouTube channel. And also keep an eye out for future YouTube shows that are coming shortly. Nick Qualia, Al Nahigian, guys, we will be back next week. Thank you for watching, and thank you for listening. See you guys. Oh, wait, shit.